Um, our panel doesn't need much of an introduction, but I'd like to introduce for completeness Vasiligila Zaraku, Chair of the Hellenic Capital Market Commission. Thank you, Marina Pegli. Uh, first of all, it is my honor to be here with you, uh, given the high qualified audience, and it's my honor to address you uh, regarding the capital markets. Let me give my first, uh, my, first my compliments to Nikos Bornoz and Olga Bornozzi for this excellent uh, Capital Link event. And this year theme, actually, accelerating investments for sustainable growth is more relevant than ever, focusing on the major challenges for the future of the global economy, tackling climate crisis, enhancing sustainability, and supporting sustainable growth. So speaking specifically about Greece, I'm not going to expand regarding the issues for economy because we heard the previous panel, which had an excellent insight, gave us an excellent insight on what the Greek economy uh, is about and which are the prospects of the Greek economy post-investment grade. So it is worth just mentioning that in a high, volatile, and uncertain international environment, because of number of geopolitical and economic factors, the Greek economy shows, has shown very good resilience and strong growth potential. So what about capital markets? Let's start with some comparisons, and I'm sure that Janos Kodopoulos will give us many more numbers. So I will start with a year that was a remarkable big year, and that was in 2021. And I'm saying this because in 2021, we saw some of the strategic decisions that we have taken and some priorities that we have set as regulators being implemented as well, which we think contributed to this big year. So in 2021, it was uh, the first year after many years that we had 10 times over uh, capital fundraising through the stock exchange, over, I mean, many years ago, Plus, it was the first time that we saw assets of the Greek mutual funds exceeding the assets of foreign funds. And why do I say this? Because traditionally in Greece, because of Brexit, we have seen that Greeks, Greek investors, in order to safeguard their money, they were investing in foreign mutual funds. And 2021, the reverse happened. The Greek mutual funds, the assets of the Greek mutual funds were more than those of the foreign investment funds, which means that trust was again beginning to come back to the Greek economy and to the Greek investment products. Now, the next big year is now, is the second half of 2023. We saw again that the assets in the Greek mutual funds being increasing. We see an increase like 100% since 2019, and uh, it's about 37% uh, from previous year. IFs have increased, not so much as the mutual funds, like 25% in one year. And also, for the first time, we saw IPOs in the Greek market of a Greek bank, you saw Optima Bank, that, was, uh, uh, that happened this year after 17 <coughs> years, if I remember well the, the, well the number. And also, we had the successful, the two successful placements of shares of two other banks, which exceeded expectations. So what about the regulatory and supervisory framework within which the capital markets operate? From the first moment of our term, back in September 2019, as I mentioned, we had some specific priorities. One of them was to assist, to contribute to modernizing the regulatory framework when we're speaking about national framework. And I'm saying this because the Greek 
capital markets framework, the regulatory framework, is an EU one. European Union uh, regulations and directives are applicable in the Greek capital market. So wherever there was a national legislation, like the corporate governance, for example, we try to modernize uh, by, let's say, providing our insight regarding the changes for the corporate governance law. And I have to say that right now, the Greek listed companies operate under this new corporate governance framework, which is in alignment with international best practices and with the OECD principles. Also, back in 2020, 2020, we issued a lot of regulatory decisions in order to facilitate the uh, funding through the stock exchange by eliminating bureaucracy, uh, the more, the, 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 let's say, as much as we could, and having regulatory decisions that would ask for less uh, uh, documents when we wanted to have uh, offerings, or we can we allowed to have uh, uh, the English, let's say, to, to receive prospectuses in English in order to assist with uh, international public offers and with dual listings in case we have. So as regulators, we endorse all the EU and the capital market uh, union objectives, including sustainability, of course. We work together with other regulators in order to form the relevant framework. It is of great importance for modern businesses to plan and execute investments that promote sustainable development, but also adapt broader strategies in alignment with the EEG criteria. Why? Because EEG, which is environment, social, and governance, is about socially and environmentally responsible companies that operate on the basis of good principles and with transparency. So in this respect, we also participate in the Bureau of the OECD Corporate Governance Committee, and I'm saying this because we have contributed to the revision of the uh, OECD principles. And that brings me to the third and final remark regarding <coughs> our future work. So which are the future challenges and which, are the future, which is the future work? First of all, assessing whether there are more changes that need to take place as far as the corporate governance framework is concerned on the basis specifically of the revised OECD principles and second, in order to make sure that we endorse sustainability. The second is to further assess and further shape the framework for better disclosures on behalf of companies for sustainability purposes and as well we participate with other uh, EU and international regulators in all the committees that are right now discussing all these changes for shaping, uh, let's say, the international and the EU framework for sustainability purposes. And the third one is taking into account that the new era is technologically driven. We want to make sure that right now we make, we, we, we uh, let's say, promote changes regarding the uh, digitalization era that we have in front of us. We at the Commission right now, we are working on our digital transformation and we are going to get funds from the RRA for this purpose, but I think that all of us need to further assess which in general changes are required in order to make sure that the ecosystem changes and adapts in the new era where technology is number one. So, there are many profound changes with respect to the capital market sector that, were, that, are play, that are taking place right now, and I'm sure that our panel will discuss them further and analyze them. I will just say sustainability, technological innovation, fintech, new business models, supervisory convergence. And at the Commission, we are working hard for all these challenges through our own participation also in high-level 
bodies at the EU level and international level. Our mission is to ensure that the framework is in alignment with best practices and we succeed, then that we succeed in supervisory conversion. At the same time, we support Greece's financial profile in order to be fit for tomorrow's challenges at the EU and international level. Thank you very much. Thank you, Vasiliki. Thank you, Vasiliki. It's very exciting to hear about all the, um, all the new initiatives of the HCMC. Nicolas hasn't allowed me to say much about each speaker, but I will say that Vasiliki has played a key role in um, fostering the reputation of the HCMC as a market-oriented regulator, and we're grateful for that. Moving on to Yanos Kodopoulos, CEO of the Athens Exchange Group. Um, Yano, you're, you've played an incredible role in signaling a new era for the Athens Stock Exchange. But I'll, since you're a good sport, I'm going to ask, is it really a new era? Okay. It almost sounded like a paid advertisement, so thank you. But I think but you twisted it at the end. <clears throat> well, look, you are... Thank you all. Good morning, by the way. Um, it's, it's very hard to observe and understand history in the present. So when you talk about new era is, is a bit of a question mark. I think we should, uh, we should hold back a bit. Uh, I think the best we can do is uh, get into action. And I think that, I think, is, should be the motto for everyone. Uh, I think Mr. Fiotakis in the previous panel said execution is the risk. So more doing, less talking is important. I think uh, <clears throat> you know, we have to look at the evidence. I think if, if indeed we have a new era, so le let me start. The first piece of evidence is the near doubling of the size of this panel from last year. So I think that's, that's a good start. Uh, the, uh, the other part is obviously I wouldn't say that you know, the stock exchange has had a good performance uh, this year. I think, for me, what I'm holding on to, because it's important if we're going to talk uh, of a new phase, is the, uh, <clears throat> you know, to start thinking about valuation and their indirect, indirect signals. One of them is to look at years where it has been particularly <coughs> uh, challenging for the markets like 2022, where you had a very significant drop uh, in international equities, roughly about 20%, and bonds at the same time dropping about 10%, <clears throat> and Greece was... Uh, managed to eke out a very decent positive return, and it was at the top of the rankings. Most likely, you know, we have a few more days left. We'll do the same in 2023, which is a decent year. So looking at this type of behavior, both in a very bad year and in a good year, I think that's also uh, a good uh, uh, potential starting point for here. Um, ultimately, you know, since we are in the States, it's the economy stupid, so I don't think we need to do uh, much work here. We need just to take advantage of uh, uh, you know, how things have changed in the, in the course of the last few years. And if indeed, again, as Mr. Fiotakis from the last panel is correct, and we're dealing with uh, a mega cycle in Greece, so look, we just have to be present and pretend to press buttons and things, things will happen. It will be a new era. Uh, so I think that the, the part of the economic support is critical, and that's already reflected in the performance of the constituents of the uh, Stock exchange, both again in 22 and, and in 2023, uh, we had record performance of uh, profitability and a lot of other measures in terms of debt levels, in terms of cash levels, in terms of employment levels. So, you know, the data is there, but then again, if, you, if you're going to chat with a Chinese fellow, 
is going to tell you, you know, that's, that's a bit too early to talk about a new era. Um, so look, the other anecdotal evidence is the behavior of investors here, international investors. And in a, uh, I think we in, a, in a very nice event with Mr. Kostopoulos here from Morgan Stanley a couple of weeks ago in London, I thought I was being, I said that in an interview, uh, uh, I was being trolled by an investor uh, who is a major investor actually, who was telling me that uh, about his investments in Greece, that they are, they're exceptional. He, uh, what he really likes is the fact that he is uh, closing his books on Friday and his major expectation is that on Monday morning things will be the same. And that gives him a lot of solace. And I, I just had to you know, take a, a double take and just make sure that he was not uh, you know, teasing me. But uh, I think that's the, new, that's the new setup here. It's an incumbent on us, people who are part of this panel, uh, and I've said this when I first uh, took over at the exchange about a year and a half ago, uh, there's very little we can do individually. This is, uh, this is a common effort, and I really mean that because I can say that both in frustration and also in, in, uh, in celebration when good things happen, is that if we all uh, believe in this and we do the multiple things that are in front of our eyes and we know that need change, then we should be fine. As I said before, look, I could hypnotize you for a long, long time, uh, but we are double the size of the last panel, so I'll just uh, say more doing, less talking. Thank you. Thank you. Since you mentioned uh, Kostadinos's contribution, let's move on to him. <coughs> Kostadinos is head of Greece and Cyprus Investment Banking at Morgan Stanley. Um, I, I wanted to kind of... Uh, jump off one of the points Janos made about the Morgan Stanley conference in London. Um, what were the key messages you received in relation to foreign investment there? Thank you, Marianne Feli. Look, I was actually planning to use uh, Janos' story about the uh, investor uh, going back home Friday night, but uh, I'll have to, uh, to skip that. Um, look, um, the conference this year was indeed uh, very successful. I think that's something that came out as a message from uh, all stakeholders, and um, just as a context of the numbers, we, we did see a sort of like 30% um, higher participation rate versus, uh, versus the previous year, which I only mention as a sign uh, of how important Greece is becoming for, uh, for, for, for the investor community and the fact that the interest is, is, is there and it's, it's actually real. Um, I think the messages were also very clear and consistent as well. And if I had to put a, a banner under the, the overall messaging would be that Greece is, is back, and I know that's a theme that keeps playing over the, uh, the past 12 months. Uh, it sounds repetitive, it sounds simplistic, but I just want you to all think that it takes probably a day or, or, or just an article for, for a country to disappear uh, from the investors' uh, um, uh, minds, but it takes a lot of hard work and, 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 and commitment uh, for, for the jurisdiction to actually come back. So uh, Greece is back. Uh, people seem to be facing less and less barriers to uh, uh, commit serious capital uh, into the country and I would say overall um, the whole system is extremely um, happy, not just with the consistency um, that they see and the, uh, what they perceive as a, as a sustainable growth, but also uh, the fact that there is a fine balance maintained between the messaging but the actual uh, delivery of the, uh, of the stakeholders, uh, which is very important to actually um, happen as Gradually, if this is not the case, you know, the initial momentum and excitement can actually uh, uh, backfire. Um, the country is back to investment grade. Um, 2024 will probably be the, uh, the time that we'll see Greece uh, moving back to developed market status. 
Um, so obviously all these messages uh, uh, can only tell us that uh, people uh, will keep the country uh, on, on their watch list. Um, so to summarize, excitement is back. Um, everyone wants to see more coming out of the jurisdiction. Uh, but at the same time, expectations are also now uh, very high, which I think is something that we should all uh, keep our focus, because Greece is not being seen now uh, as just a recovery story, but is actually an exciting opportunity for everyone that is sort of like being put on, uh, on par uh, with opportunities on other developed markets. Um, finally, most investors have highlighted the fact that Greece is outperforming versus other uh, EU jurisdictions. Obviously, this is extremely flattering, uh, but also um, shows uh, and highlights the fact that we're going to have a strong competition um, going forward in order to keep attracting this uh, inward investment to the country. <coughs> so let's all keep doing what we're doing, and hopefully, uh, you know, the only way is up, at least for, for the foreseeable future. Thanks, Costadino. We're hearing a very positive message from both Costadinos and Janos. Um, Giuseppe, I, I'm wondering, we're hearing all of this positivity, but our starting point was quite low after more than a decade in financial crisis. Is this comeback inevitable and circumstantial, or do you think it's sustainable in the long term? Look, uh, good morning, uh, everybody. Uh, look, the starting point was indeed very low. Uh, we had a, a, a more than 10 years Greek crisis where capital controls, where the, <coughs> the other stock exchange closed for more than a month, the bank instead of being recapitalized, so yeah, it was low. But uh, uh, the arrival of uh, the government that we had for now four or five years changed everything, and from 2019 we've seen a huge uh, effort in uh, making political change, brought stability, return to normality, so and, and an increase in direct foreign investment in Greece. So, all this helped a lot, and uh, I think 2023 was the culmination of, uh, of this effort. Uh, after many, many years, we've uh, seen that the a strong capital market, we saw three IPOs, two capital increases, and the benchmark uh, NBG transaction of over a billion. So uh, things are working to the right direction, and uh, that's a very uh, positive uh, statement. And. Uh, I think that uh, the solid demand for Greek equity and uh, after the MBG transaction, uh, obviously, uh, shows that uh, there is uh, a very uh, strong interest from uh, foreign investors for uh, Greek equity. Uh, it shows that Greek banks have uh, turned the corner and they have, uh, we, we are seeing strong profitability, uh, high capital ratios, so all this is, is very in favor of the market. And uh, we've also seen uh, a, an increase in the average daily volume of the market by more than 50% between 2022 and 2023. Uh, so we believe that uh, in, in the short and, uh, and uh, even longer term, the trend is positive for the market. Uh, we have also the, uh, I believe, the, uh, again, landmark uh, transaction of the Athens International Airport in uh, 24. So again, this is something that will help the, the market. And uh, we, are, we are very positive that there is going to be a continuation of this pipeline in the market and that uh, we're going to see uh, a 2024 similar or even better than 23. Thank you, Giuseppe. Um, since you've mentioned the NBG transaction, I think I'm, I'm, I have to move on to Dimitris Kofitsas, Executive Director at Goldman and Head of Greece Investment Banking. 
coverage and financing. Dimitri, you were involved in the NBG transaction that Giuseppe mentioned. We also had the pleasure to be involved alongside each other in the Hellenic Energy placement. Uh, what are your key learnings from these recent transactions? Thank you, Maria. So look, I think taking a step back, uh, there was two transactions that were quite important for the exchange. The first one was a billion plus offering by HFSF. The structure was quite innovative because NBG had to run all the preparation for the prospectus in English uh, that you know HMC approved in a very timely manner, and um, and uh, and then uh, we followed basically with the investor market in London and New York, um, and obviously before launch, almost the book was covered. So basically, you know, it was very well followed by the investor community across all, all global cities. Uh, look, and the demand, and then have billion for a billion book, a billion transaction, and only 25% discount, which is, is, pretty, is pretty unique. And it's the first time, you know, if, if you're taking a step back, so we had three major waves in Greece on, on cap capital, basically, transactions. It was the 13 to 15, the bank recaps. 15 to 21 was no activity because of the crisis. 21 we had basically PPC, Piraeus, and Alpha basically raised four billion, and now NBG, we think, is, is, is the milestone to reopen the equity market. Now, uh, NBG then paved the way for energy, very, very different company, different sector, oil and gas refining, much more tricky for, you know, for global investors, and very liquid stock. So basically, we placed to, to 230 million um, in, the, in the market a, a, ABO, which represented 6% of, of, of the company's free float. Right? So, Again, I think the key lessons is number one, deciding on the right structure of the placement is very important. Whether you do a prospectus with retail, which includes two to three month preparation, or you do a market ABO or a quick ABO to the building, I think it's important. Number two, investor engagement, <clears throat> especially where investors are not shareholders of a company, I think it's also extremely important. For example, at NBG, everybody knew that the transaction was coming, right? It was the Greek media and the national media. So people putting orders in the book before the launch. In Can Energy, it was the opposite. Nobody expected that Can Energy basically will, will come with a placement from a large family in the Greek state. So how to utilize different tools, for example. In the domestic demand in Helen was also very important to drive the book and bring in, you know, international investors. The third point, since uh, we also on the panel, is this is a proof that all the global investors can play in Greece. We don't need to change much in the regulation. We don't need basic, you know, to reinvent the wheel or create innovative structures. We had 200 lines in the NBG, uh, NBG book. Every single investor, like from Fidelity, BlackRock, all the big names that basically you see investing in Amazon and Google, invest in NBG. So we talk about dual listing later on, but I think we have nothing to, to envy from, you know, LSE or from other exchanges. Of course, if the transaction is right, the story is proper, and the size is also is big, right? Let's be honest. We need 200 million plus offerings, if it's an IPO or an ABO or FMO, to attract the big names. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dimitri. Xenophon, um, Piraeus Bank has gone through a real flurry of activity, and in the backdrop of what uh, Dimitri was saying about the other systemic banks, um, I, w I was wondering what feedback you're getting from investors in this process and what you're seeing in terms of liquidity and volume for Piraeus's future plans. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you, Maria Nacheli, and good morning to all. Um, it is, in fact, that uh, 
Piraeus has achieved a significant transformation uh, during the past uh, years. Uh, some investors say it is the largest uh, turnaround story in the European space. Uh, the, in record time, the reduction of the NPE ratio from uh, 45% to 5%, uh, while at the same time recovering uh, capital buffers, increasing profitability, uh, cutting costs and uh, retaining at the same time the leading position in the, uh, in the market, uh, and also customer satisfaction was uh, uh, an accomplishment that has been acknowledged by investors. Uh, we have been receiving uh, very strong feedback uh, investor demand has increased uh, significantly during the past uh, year. Uh, we have seen that re being reflected in uh, Piraeus' uh, stock price performance, which is the best uh, performing stock in uh, the European banking space, uh, more than doubling uh, this year, <coughs> while at the same time, the, uh, most importantly, the increased uh, investor demand has led to a widening in the investor base of, uh, of the bank. We have seen investors uh, that have uh, not entered the registry for uh, numerous years from uh, not the usual jurisdictions, US, UK, but from uh, uh, <coughs> Asia, Gulf, and uh, continental Europe. Uh, Long-term investors, sovereign wealth funds, have uh, come back to the country, have come back to the registry of Piraeus, and uh, they have uh, acknowledged the accomplishments of the bank, they acknowledge the improvement in the macroeconomic and the uh, general banking environment. Uh, and uh, this has resulted in our uh, turnover more than quadrupling from 2022 to 2023. Uh, and we believe that uh, uh, the uh, re-rating al along with the improvement and the strong prospects of the uh, Greek economy that uh, our uh, prior colleagues discussed uh, uh, a lot, uh, along with the recovery of the investment grade status and the devel developed market status, which is the next milestone <coughs> in the market, will continue to uh, provide strong tailwinds for uh, uh, our uh, stock and uh, for, the bank for the banking sector uh, overall. Thank you, Xenophon. <coughs> Anastasi, um, we've heard from Xenophon and Dimitris share first-hand experience about um, investor demand. I wanted to ask you, there is a perception, perhaps unfair, based on what we've just heard, that Greek issuers cannot efficiently access international markets, or perhaps that Greece is a bit too small to attract quality international investors. What do you think about that? Uh, thank you, Mariana Feli, and thank you for having me again at the conference. Um, as, as we heard, we had uh, two very successful transactions, the National Bank of Greece and Hellenic Petroleum. They took place and they had minimal impact in the market despite the size, and in previous years it would have been much bigger impact. Um, at the same time, at Ambrosia, we, we focused on two transactions on uh, two smaller companies that were on the, on the surveillance part of the market. And they, they wanted to raise money. They had turned around already. And in the previous years, it would have been impossible. However, despite these challenges, we managed to attract investors from uh, domestically and on an international level for both uh, Lavifarm and Intralot. 
Since then, uh, they have enjoyed very, very significant returns, while the companies have restored their presence in the, in the Athens stock exchange. <coughs> they trade, uh, they're much more liquid, and uh, also their prospects have been restored, and they're delivering their business plans. So we think that um, success stories like that will entice both companies to raise money, but also investor to follow them, investors to follow them and, and, um, and participate. And it's uh, also quite, quite exciting because we see a, um, a new generation of leaders that uh, have surrounded themselves with very strong management, and they have both the capacity, but also the aspiration to take their companies to the next level. And for that, they need the Athens Stock Exchange. They, they, they need international investors and the domestic investor community. So I think uh, the prospects are quite bright. And um, let's see how 2024 plays out. Thank you, Tasso. Uh, back to Giuseppe now. Giuseppe, do you think Athens could become an appealing market for IPOs? What are your thoughts on that? Look. Uh, We've come a long way. We believe that, uh, yeah, the Athens Stock Exchange can become uh, appealing and uh, attract new IPOs. Obviously, there, is, there must be a constant effort on, on, on behalf of all parties involved. Uh, this can be on the back of improving macro environment, the GDP growth, uh, the volumes that uh, have increased lately, the higher valuations that come with it. So, yeah, there are the, the ingredients to, to become a more attractive uh, IPO venue. Um, Greek equity has regained investor confidence, as we saw from the NBG uh, transaction. So there is the, the demand for uh, serious uh, uh, IPOs. Uh, we believe that um, 2024, together with the, the further divestment of the HFSF on the Greek banks and the Athens uh, International Airport, can help uh, bring more IPOs in, in the market. Now, uh, as Eurox, we are working with some corporates uh, as we speak, uh, trying to uh, translate this into IPOs. Uh, one thing that we want to pinpoint is that um, <clears throat> there is this huge uh, part of the Greek economy, which is the Greek shipping industry, and uh, that has not been at any point uh, being represented in the Athens exchange. Now, there have been ideas and, and, and uh, uh, tries in the past, but uh, th the thing is that it's not there yet. We've seen Greek ship owners listing their companies in Oslo, in London, in New York, uh, but not in, uh, in, uh, in Athens. So we're working on that. Hopefully at some point in the medium uh, term, whether it's 24, 25, we'll have some success on that, and I think that will help the, the market. And we're pretty confident that, uh, yeah, all together we can uh, translate this into success and, and uh, become a successful listing venue. Costadine, Giuseppe shared his thoughts as chair of Eurox, Greece's largest independent financial services provider based in Greece. Um, what are your thoughts from a more international perspective about whether Athens could become an appealing market for IPOs? Sure. I think I would, I would start by actually arguing that Athens is an appealing place for IPOs or more broadly for, for companies to raise public equity. I think that's the point that uh, all my colleagues so far try to make one way or another. And, you know, of course, the recent NBG deals and Hellenic Petroleum deals have actually proven that point. And I think one point that 
uh, we didn't mention is that the NPG deal not only was a very successful one, but also had an unprecedented demand growth from um, the, the local investor community, but also um, the international investor community. Um, we have also seen a number of smaller IPOs um, and capital raises, the one that uh, Tassos has alluded to, uh, which is extremely encouraging as well, because um, it's also a sign that the, uh, uh, the market is recovering, but also the, the local investor base, both on the retail and the institutional side, uh, is now back on the game. And in terms, of course, of what uh, other things um, can assist this effort in terms of quantitative uh, criteria and what ethics can do, for example, I think everything seems uh, to be moving to the right direction and actually at a much faster speed than expected. So Janos Kodopoulos and his team um, have been working towards increasing uh, share dispersion, aligning market regulation with that of our developed market. Um, so a lot of work is being done behind the, the scenes. And of course, uh, Vasiliki at the Hellenic Capital Markets Commission is, is playing an extremely important and positive role in this effort. So I guess the real question in a way is not how the Athens Stock Exchange can be an attractive place in general for IPOs, but how uh, can specifically be an attractive place for large IPOs that might be tempted to choose a, a different listing venue rather than Athens. And um, I think the answer there is getting a little bit more complicated and cannot be seen just in the context of, of Greece itself, but more as a part of the wider uh, market dynamics. Um, just to give a very quick context, uh, 2023 was a very interesting year for, uh, for, for IPOs. New IPO activity was uh, very subdued globally and even more so in Europe. Um, we also witnessed uh, an acceleration of the theme of companies being taken private uh, and shareholders turning to alternative routes for monetization um, rather than choosing to, to list their businesses. Um, the, the small number of large IPOs was focused more towards the USA uh, and traditionally uh, large markets like London that was mentioned before um, have actually become victims of this trend and failed to attract large new milestone IPOs uh, when overall number of listed equities have actually dropped. So in this sense, we can even argue that Athens uh, has outperformed uh, versus what's happening elsewhere. Uh, and I think that's, again, a sign of, of what has been happening and taking place over the last year. Um, so look, I believe that there needs to be a wider discussion, I think, uh, about re-equitizing public markets, about incentivizing investors uh, to buy public, uh, public stocks, uh, and creating an environment in which listing a business can actually compete with valuations um, versus alternatives. Uh, but hopefully a lot of the indicators uh, will eventually um, help towards a direction as, for example, lower interest rates uh, usually have a very <coughs> positive impact on, on, on new listings. And I think if this is combined with a, a wider economy that is dynamic, it's stable, and creates companies with a good story to tell, um, I have no doubt that uh, we'll see uh, many large uh, IPOs taking place in Athens in the next, in the next few years. Thanks, Kofodine. The regional comparison and context is really important. And I was wondering, Tasso, if um, I suppose everything's so positive about the Athens Stock Exchange, we might as well aim even higher. Is there a chance that the Athens Stock Exchange could be a venue for companies based outside of Greece, for example, companies in, in the region? Um, yeah, that, that's a very good question. Thank you for bringing it up. I think because of what's happening in, in the region and um, Greece is, is in a much more stable situation versus other regional exchanges, 
geopolitics play a big part of uh, what investors have in mind when they, they invest. And um, I think it's the right time to try and attract companies from outside Greece, Greece to, to list in the Athens Stock Exchange. We have a, a, a stable currency, stable geopolitics, and um, we, we are in a much better position versus other exchanges that have recently attracted a lot of interest. So I think, uh, Mr. Kotopoulos, that's the challenge for all of us to try and uh, attract companies from outside Greece to contemplate <coughs> the Athens Stock Exchange as a way to raise money. Mr. Kotopoulos, do you have any, any thoughts on that, um, attracting regional players to list in the Athens Stock Exchange? Okay, just, <clears throat> I think I need to start with a programming uh, note. I was just staring at my screen and I remembered what Vasiliki emphasized, DSG, which is important for us. And I think Mariana Fell next year should do probably a better job on the diversity of this panel. I'm, I'm the only one who's not wearing a, a red tie, so I don't know, we should work on that. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful who you're inviting. So look, um, on, your, uh, on your question, Again, I don't think we should jump, and uh, I was just listening to all the participants here from there's no future, what are you doing, why are you even thinking about Greece, to Greece is, I actually mentioned that in a panel at HSBC, uh, ultra wealth clients in Greece about a week ago. I, said, I didn't say Greece is back, I said that last year, I said Greece is rich, because uh, the Oxford English Dictionary announced that rich is the word of the year, and it fit, I think uh, rich is from charisma, so... Uh, we do things here, but uh, I think that's, that's the important component. Uh, when you find yourself into a very difficult situation and your brand is nearly destroyed, people, including the, your own ecosystem, has very, very uh, negative association with you. You're basically a negative story. So there's very hard, it's very hard for you to, in, to imagine something good happening. So what I think we need to do, or at least uh, in my mind, the best strategy for us was to surprise positively. Now, some of those positive surprises will come because you're lucky. As I mentioned before, you're going to do well in a horrible year. You're going to do exceptionally well in a good year. So that's a positive surprise. People start talking about Greece. Google searches increase, especially even in Greek, right? In, in, in English, we're already there. But in, in Greek, the Greeks themselves could not even believe it. Having a company from abroad is a... Is, is definitely a surprise, and it has happened, right? You had nearly, you had Austria Card Holdings, which was based in Austria, right? Uh, do a dual listing uh, in Athens in 2023. Some people notice, not all of them, but the important thing is to, you know, other, other surprises is to get big items, big uh, floats coming in, and that's where the government helps, right? And you need to convince the government, and with a very, very critical help of folks like Mr. Politis, who I see over there, who are going to you know, be tormented for the, the past two years in order to, to say, yeah, maybe we should float the airport uh, and the Athens Stock Exchange, which by now we keep repeating, but I can guarantee you a year ago that was not the case. So positive surprises, if it comes because we list from outside, great. I mean, I want to start basic, big items, having IPOs, increase the transaction volume, reduce the, bis the, 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 the speed of transaction, um, there are a lot of elements that people know in terms of how we do things that I think together with H, uh, uh, the Hellenic Markets Commission we can, we can improve and we're working on that. So we just need to positively surprise all the time.
Thank you. Dimitri, Janos mentioned dual listings and a handful of firms are looking at dual listings. What are your thoughts on that and how do you think it will affect the growth of the, of the Athens Stock Exchange? <clears throat> yeah, look, dual listings is a topic where it's, it's, it's very, you know, um, there's a big hype in dual listings globally. Right? We see many companies, especially doing dual listings from the UK to the US. I was past a company a few weeks ago doing a delisting and relisting from Italy to the US. So there's, there's a, it's a big topic. Now, from a Greek company, I would be very careful because I think for the next three, four years, the part is in Athens, not in London, for many reasons. Yeah, for many reasons. Investment grade, DM status, politics, growth. Um, but basically, uh, a successful dual listing or relisting, I think, should have two, three components. Number one is, is mainly the strategic angle. So if you're a great company, operations in the US, you want to do them in the US. Yes, makes sense, maybe to list, do a listing in the U.S. because there is, there is a strategic nexus. Um, uh, secondly, uh, we've seen in the past a lot of basically companies in Europe going to the U.S., especially in the tech sector. So if there's a sector angle, you're a tech company, you want to get, you know, the valuation arbitrage versus Europe, um, or you want to attract, you know, the, um, all the investors who invest in tech, for example, mostly in the U.S. So, if there's a sector angle, I would say yes. But if there's no strategic angle, there's no operations of the country, if there's no sector angle, what will happen is you do the dual listing and the liquidity of the stock will come back to Athens. Mm. So we've seen this happening in the past few years. Companies in Greece, because of the crisis, moved out of, out of Athens and did a sector sector listing. And actually, in the end, all the trading flows and the vessels actually are Greek. So I'll be very careful on, on if you're a Greek company, if you don't have sector or strategic basically angle on dual listing, to go in that, in that route. Thank you, that's very helpful, especially for those in the audience who are considering this in the next few months. Yano, um, mindful of time and my achievement of having made six fantastic men stick to their times, could you uh, give us a bit of a preview about what changes we expect in the Apex code and how these will affect the market? I know you're still waiting for Vasiliki's approval, but if you could give us a couple of highlights and then I'm going to ask Xenophon to close the panel by, by commenting on how he views these changes. All right, uh, thank you. So uh, a lot of that process was to explain things and uh, exchange ideas together with the commission, but also with the ecosystem itself, right? So we spent a lot of time discussing things uh, with people in the market, listed companies. But the main premise here is to, again, increase the attractiveness, the richness of our, of our market. So uh, part of it, I think, is to be a market, which means that you need to trade. You need to have the opportunity to come in and out, so you need a, you need large companies, right? So in your main market, you shouldn't have uh, a lot of very small companies. You should, those, they should be actually on your alternative market. Uh, so you should take care of that, but also uh, improve the attractiveness of your main market. So increase the minimum size for firms to enter the market. Um, increase, importantly, the float component of markets. There is, unfortunately, I realized by going back to Greece, that there is a tendency in, in all markets, right? There are, there are exceptions to the rule, but somehow the exceptions to the rule become, it's, you know, honey to the bees, right? They'll, they go straight there instead of using them very, very sparingly whenever it's needed. So 
toughen up those rules, make sure that uh, it's, it's there only for exceptional circumstances, that when you go into a situation where uh, you're under supervision, you cannot say under supervision for 50 years, uh, and so on and so forth. You need to increase the quality of the market. Uh, but for me, the most important one is the tradability on the float. Uh, that's why the, the program with the banks in Greece, which they are actually selling, the, uh, the Ipertamio is actually unloading, it's divesting, uh, that actually increases the flotation of the market. And ultimately, that does not only help the market, but it serves a parallel purpose, which is uh, with respect to the developed market status. That's one of the quantitative requirements that we need to fulfill. Uh, so we cannot control it, but we can influence it. And then for the SME market, the uh, alternative market, we, are, we have applied to make it a, an SME growth market, which is under MIFID to a European specification that has some very interesting characteristics. We have a lot of, we actually have a very strong pipeline on the SME market, which has led to a number of very successful stories in the course of the last 10 years for firms that have transitioned from the alternative market to the main market with exceptional results. So those are some of the jewels of the Greek market. And let me start with the word jewel. Thank you, Yano. Xenophon, as the only representative of a Greek-listed entity, what are your, what are your thoughts on, on the upcoming Apex code changes? Uh, we believe that these are important initiatives that will help the market overall, uh, widening the, the investor base and uh, uh, widening the, uh, making more easy, more comfortable, and more accessible to a wider number of investors is extremely important. And uh, we have seen that also uh, with our own uh, stock. Uh, it, it's not uh, something that uh, will be done all, only by the Athens Stock Exchange. We all have to do our part in uh, you know, making uh, known the companies and uh, promoting our uh, stock exchange in the, in the market. It's very important to increase the size of the market. The initiatives taken also by the state to uh, place uh, their, their stakes in uh, the Greek companies in the market is very important. Uh, ourselves, we believe that the HFSF, uh, the placement of the HFSF stake on uh, Piraeus Bank will be a catalyst for the stock going forward also, having seen also the successful implementation for, for MBG. Uh, it's very important for the market to achieve the developed develop market status. Uh, we have seen that developed markets trade at uh, 40 to 60 percent pricier than emerging markets, with a close to 20 percent lower volatility overall. So it's another <coughs> milestone that uh, we want to achieve and will help the market uh, overall. Thank you. Thank you, Xenophon. Thank you all. Great job, Maria. Thank you.